Welcome back to Cloud Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters. I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. On the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hello. Megan, I am so excited today. We have a wonderful guest. I know. And here's the interesting thing. Uh, Casey's General Store, right? The organization that's on the line with us today. They actually did a huge fundraiser for my old employer. I started my career at the Muscular Dystrophy Association. And Mike Richardson, who's vice president of marketing for Casey's, is on the line today to tell us about a program that raised $1.35 million, Megan, that will fund uh, MDA summer camp for a bunch of kids with muscular dystrophy. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you very much. Just happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, and you know, uh, it's been a long time, but I started my career at Muscular Dystrophy. It was a great uh, organization. I remember very much the camp program, which was a big success when I first started uh, working back in the 1930s. I mean the 1990s, of course. I'm so much younger than that, Mike, <laughs> as you can imagine, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Could you tell us, start by telling us a little bit about um, the MDA program and how it all got started with Casey's? Well, it started uh, for us back in 2007. Uh, we started doing what we call our, our pinup program. And with the pinup programs, uh, early on, uh, we started with uh, each customer when they come in, the employees would ask them if, if they would like to donate to help the kids go to summer camp. And uh, so they would pay a dollar and then we would hang these pinups all over the all over the inside of the stores, so it really became uh, quite quite a testament with all of the wallpaper that began to fill up mm. and, and cover all of those stores. And we've kind of continued that on since two thousand and seven, um, and and most recently we've even added a five dollar one. And uh, so it's been uh, an opportunity that they can they can donate uh, anywhere from a dollar to five dollars, or or they can buy uh, pinups as often as they'd like. Mm. That's great. Now, was this your first pinup program that you did with MDA, or did you have other partners before that, before 2007? Yeah, we've, act- we've actually done, I, I'm, I'm not sure whether MDA was one of our first ones or not, but we've done several different ones with different groups. Uh, certainly, uh, St. Jude's was, was a big one that we mm-hmm. had done, but uh, the MDA is such a great organization that it, that it certainly rose to, to being one of the top ones, and, and certainly between them and St. Jude's and the others. Uh, the employees really, really enjoy doing it, and uh, we structure it in such a way that we can do some contests with them, and, and uh, they can kind of keep track of how things are going. And, and uh, so it's it's been one of our, uh, I'll just say it's certainly been one of our better ones. Mm. Well, and Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't MDA one of the first pinup programs? Like they're shamrocks for, this, I mean, isn't that one of the? One of the first pinup programs? They've been, they've been doing it for a long time, um, Mike and Megan. I think it's been like, they've had to be doing it for like 40, 50 years or something like that. I mean, you know, Mike, it's interesting when we talk about cause marketing, the field that uh, Megan and I are in, and, you know, what we commonly refer to these types of programs, the register programs, is, you know, it's co- 
commonly thought like it began in the 1980s, but I really think it, and I've written about this too, where I think it's really, it really went back to Jerry Lewis and the telethon and the pinup programs, especially the shamrock programs that they were doing for so many years. I mean, they have literally raised hundreds of millions of dollars uh, with their charity pinup programs. No, without question. And I think we all, uh, I'm, uh, I'm in my sunset years here before long. So certainly going back and remembering watching the, the telethon the whole time and all of the different ways that, that they would come on and just such a, such a great uh, deal. But uh, I, I think that you're right. The pinups have been around for a long time. Uh, we just happened to have started partnering with them in, in that 2007, but they'd been going for a long time. Um, certainly before that. Was there some reason why you chose uh, MDA in 2007? Was there a personal connection with someone at your organization? Does someone have muscular dystrophy or did you just always admire the organization, Mike? I think we admired the organization and we certainly had some people uh, here at the office. Uh, uh, I can think of a couple, three people who, who had already were volunteering with it and being a part of the, of the telethon. Early on, many, many years, uh, back in the 70s and 80s, we did a we did a, a, a telethon with a, a local group called Variety, and, a, and it's called Variety, the children's charity here. And we were a, really a big part of that for, for 20-some years. And then we, we, as we grew and got into more and more states, it was kind of important to, to be able to do something with a little bit larger reach so that we were helping people in all of the territories that we're in versus, you know, maybe just something here in Iowa. With this $1.35 million that you raised for MDA, what specifically does that money go for? Or is it just to general fund sort of programs? You know, a lot of it goes into to the funding for, for what they do, but it, a lot of it goes into research to find the breakthrough treatments and cures and stuff. And, uh, it you know, it's it costs an awful lot of money for kids to go to camp. I think it's something like $2,000 a kid in order to do that. And if you think about all of the special things that they'd have to have there. It's not surprising at all that it would, you know, that, that kind of money would need to be raised for a child to go. And, uh, you know, because we do uh, uh, here, we do so many different ones and you get the opportunity to go and see some of these hap- some of these things happen. And it's like, you, you just can't help but feel enriched uh, by what you're able to do with uh, by just asking the customers for that simple little dollar. Mm, I know. It makes such a big deal. And I mean, you, you know, the point that you make too, Mike, about asking that customer for a dollar, how do you get your employees to ask that question? I mean, d- during the course of the campaign, do you educate them about muscular dystrophy? Do you talk to them about the campaign? Because, you know, one of the things Megan and I hear again and again from people when we interview in the show is that the ask is probably one of the most important things, that you can have the biggest pile of pinups next to your register, but if you don't ask someone to donate, they generally won't. Your employees are obviously doing a great job asking the question, would you like to donate a dollar? How do you get them to do that? It actually starts, um, we start, um, Angela Wood, who does a great job here uh, with me on these programs, uh, we actually start early on and, and we bring the MDA in to talk. We have, uh, I think, about 60 different districts that represent the company. Uh, MDA comes in and has a has a meeting with those folks at one of their quarterly uh, DM meetings, and it starts right at the top. You know, they, they get to know what everything there is to know about this, and then it continues on down to, to the store level. And we do a lot of uh, incentive things, and, you know, they're winning T-shirts, and they're doing things. And and, uh, and honestly, when it gets all said and done, 
you know, there there's great opportunity to, to go in and see the checks that are written and, and all of that, get their pictures taken. So Well, as Joe mentioned, you know, having employees make the ask is certainly probably one of the most important parts of these point of sale campaigns. But um, you're selling $1 and $5 pinups. It sounds like maybe the $5 you just added. What other tactics have you found that work well for KCs when it comes to raising money at point of sale? You've obviously been very successful doing that for a long time. Well, one of the things I think we do is we set goals for each of the stores. And and again, that's uh, something that uh, Angela's great at doing. And kind of this is where you were last year. Let's see if you can beat that and creating friendly competitions between all of the stores, uh, top performing uh, store clerk, who's the best top performing manager, supervisor, district, regions, and then they're all recognized for their, their the support. And we have a, uh, we kind of have a follow-up and it's actually coming up in a, in a week or two at something we call the muscle team dinner and auction. And the, all of the people who are these people who've done the best are then recognized at a, at a dinner that we actually have about 400 people show up at this dinner, and it uh, and it raises a considerable amount of money uh, on its own, and it's more of a of a thank you dinner to, to what they had done earlier. And then, so it's a combination. We bring in uh, local athletes and national athletes and that type of stuff, and then they're 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 paired up with some of the ambassadors that that MDA has, and we we call it a muscle team dinner, and we have an auction and and all kinds of you know, people have can interact with all of these athletes and, and have a great dinner. Um, so that's another big deal for us. But uh, I think those are those are the main ones. We we just kind of set up a contest, and I think once you challenge somebody, um, and here's how here's how we want you to do it, and here's what we'd like you to do, and and here's the barometer of what what we're looking for from you folks. And uh, we honestly we we just have a great group of people who who care and really want to do something. Yeah, no, that's good. And I mean, I think the employee incentive piece too, that you do guys do so well, and MDA has done so well for so many years is important. Do you have any customer incentives? Like, are there any bounce back coupons on the pinups that you sell, Mike? We do. Um, we've done the, done those uh, for several years with with uh, like 7up Corporation. Um, you you buy, you pay a dollar for a, for a, one of these pinups and you get a, a buy one, get one free on on a 20 ounce pop, if you pay pay for the big one, I think there's 12 pack incentives, that type of stuff. So a lot of a uh, lot of great uh, vendor cooperation, that, so that the consumers really they're putting out a dollar, but they you know they're getting a a dollar and sixty cents worth of of uh, something else when they buy another pop. So I always think that's a win 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 sort of thing, right? When vendors can get involved and pitch in and be part of the campaign, even though. Um, you know, they want to be more featured in store and that's a great opportunity for them to get to do that. Now with uh, Casey's General Stores, um, you folks are convenience stores. I saw that in most instances, you're also gas stations. And uh, do you also sell like hot food and stuff like that at Casey's? We do. We are now, uh, we are, I believe, the fifth largest pizza chain in America. <laughs> what? Um, oh, no. In terms of- <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So we we're, we would like to consider ourselves a QSR, a, a uh fuel outlet and a convenience store all rolled into one. But on top of that, we have, uh, and we, we make everything at the store. Um, so we're doing donuts, we're doing subs, we're doing pizzas, we're doing burgers, we're Holy doing cow. hot food sandwiches. I know. You, you, it sounds like, Mike, you could live at Casey's. I was just going to say that. Right? You could yeah. just go. Yeah, if we could just figure out how to rent some cots or whatever so they could 
take a nap, that would be great. Hey, hey, Mike, you know, you've been in this field so long, I'd be interested to get your opinion on this too. There's a lot of talk in retail with a lot of the gyrations, especially the big box retailers are going through, that the future of retail is really in the size of a convenience store. Like, you know what I mean? That there's, there's a lot of opportunity in that area and that we are going to see a lot, um, a lot of other stores become much smaller. Do you really think that's true in the convenience store space? I mean, it strikes me like convenience stores are doing really well. They're growing. They're serving an important population. They're very local. Uh, there seems to be a lot of opportunity there. I think they are because if you think about what Amazon and, and all those guys that, that deliver that stuff and things, they, the one thing that they don't have quite yet is that last mile that cu- hot cup of coffee, the sandwich, that type of stuff. So I think there's that's certainly what is that that will what will keep us uh, in 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 good condition. But I would agree with you that that our our stores of four thousand may they may begin to expand to six or eight thousand, and and as as we continue to see the rural uh, communities begin to continue to move towards the urban population centers, then I think that eight and ten thousand foot convenience store will also, you know, have to be the local grocery yep. store, that type of stuff. But it will also could easily be the landing strip for the for the drones yep. and, and oh. you know, if you think about where that's you still gotta have somebody take it from the drone and, and make sure that it's safe until you get back home. So I think there's there's a lot of different things coming, whatever depending on what happens with electric power. Um, you know, I think we still we still have a lot of fossil fuel out there, but uh, as more and more companies say that by 2030, whatever, we're going to be doing all electric and things. So there, it's it's changing times. I've been, like I said, doing this almost 40 years now, and there's been changes, and, and uh, there continue to be I more. I know, I know. And, you, and through those 40 years, you must have really seen a lot of changes in the industry, that's for sure. Certainly have, even with ourselves, uh, you know, but when I, when I started, we didn't serve, like, coffee, and we didn't serve fountain drinks and we didn't certainly didn't serve hot food and we made keys for for doors and and uh, <laughs> sold a lot of things that, uh, you know and everything came in a full case rather than uh, we happen to self-distribute everything so you know we like to streamline all of our stuff and, and that but uh, it's just been a, a phenomenal growth and uh, you know starting with when we had about 100 stores and now getting ready to see the 2000 store open up is uh it's been quite a ride. Let's put it that way. Can we talk a little bit about um, your relationship with MDA? We always like to ask businesses when we have them on the phone what their nonprofit partners do to support them in efforts like this. Um, we have lots of nonprofit listeners, and they always want to know, like, what can we do better, and what are what are other nonprofits doing that we could be doing? So, what do you think MDA provides to Casey's that you feel is really valuable in this particular effort? I think one of the big things that they provide and always have is is uh, they provide somebody to work directly with our people on our end who do this. They're creating materials. They're doing, you know, they have, I think in many cases uh, for Angela, that that they have the answers when we, when we throw out the questions, like how do we do this? And they bring a complete program to us so that we're not saying, well, what about this? And, and we, do, uh, we do deal with a lot of smaller ones, and that's really what the issue is, is, they pretty much can bring a turnkey program to you that here's a vendor, here's a national vendor that's with you, here's here's that. But I think more than anything, they bring a complete package and they bring the people 
and the support to, to help you pull it off. And I think that is so important to businesses these days is that they're working with someone that understands how to do these programs. And MDA certainly knows how to do that. And they're very turnkey. I think that's very important too, because, you know, businesses are busy and I'm sure a lot of the marketing programs you get from your vendors and stuff, they're more turnkey too, because they provide all the materials and the resources and stuff like that. So when a nonprofit comes to you and they do those things too, that's important. Yeah. You don't have someone such as Coca-Cola or Dr. Pepper or somebody come to you and say, well, here's what we'd like to do. How do, how do you think we should do it? They, they come <laughs> right. to you and say, this is what we'd want to do. Were you willing to do it? And here's how it works. And And I think that's kind of what what some of these, uh, you know, the MDAs of the world and those, they kind of bring that to us. Any idea how your customers feel about these campaigns, Mike? One thing we do, you know, we, we try to keep away from is making sure that we're not doing so many of these that every time you walk in the door, somebody's asking you for a dollar. Yeah. So we kind of limit it to, to three or four a year. And and I think that they appreciate that. But, but I do think they appreciate the ability to, to make this small donation. And then they can see you know, that, that this $1 all of a sudden at the end of it, it's $1.3 million and, it, and it, you know, it's done over a 30-day period or whatever. And it's like there's so many, so much opportunity out there and they can be a part of it. Our employees, I know they feel great about it because they can see how big of that, that is. And, and uh, it just, I think it's a good feeling for everybody. And Megan, you know, one of the things I was curious about is all the asks that they make of their customers, are they done verbally, Mike? Or do you ask people sometimes on a pin pad when they uh, swipe their credit cards? No, we, we actually, at this point, we do it verbally because, because we want the, one thing is we want the employees engaging with, with the customers because I think we've all been in those scenarios where, you know, you get something and they hand you the change and, and then they look at the next customer. We, we want that a little bit of a con- connection between the customer and, and, the, and the employee. And I think it gives them, it gives them a reason to say something to yep. them and, and it breaks, there's no uncomfortable position there. It's awesome to have you on the phone today, Mike, because it's not often we have somebody who's been with the same organization for 40 years. So um, I'm curious to know a couple of things, actually. How does something like this fit into Casey's overall CSR strategy or social impact strategy? Um, And how have you seen that change over the years since you've been there? Well, I can tell you that when we first started out, I mean, from from the year one that I was here, we were involved in that group that I told you of Variety, the mm-hmm. children's charity, and I think it used to be called Variety Club. But uh, so we had a very, at, within, uh, I would say within five months of the time that I started, I was already working at a telethon for, for Casey's. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So I think it fits in ex- tremendous with ours. Our, our founder, Don Lamberti, I mean, it's one of the things that we started in 1968, and you know we were we were doing things with telethons and stuff within within that year and uh, and I think he's always pushed that you know if we if we can do something to help people or help communities that's what we're supposed to do we're, we're supposed to take some of this money and help other people or or get, at least give an avenue for people to be able to to get money to to uh, to those that are in need and I think that that has passed on from from Don all the way through every one of our CEOs since then and and it's it's just it's kind of been ingrained in the culture of the company that mm. that doing the right thing and helping people is part of what we do. Yeah. And Megan, how many times do we hear too the best programs that we've heard about start with that authenticity? That fact that no totally. one's trying to get anything out of it. They're just trying to do the right thing and they want to help the community. And this is just kind of an expression of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, which is important. So um 
Mike, who else do you work with? So you were saying you do what four programs a year? What are your other three partners? Um, right now, we're doing. Uh, we'll be. We're getting ready to do the next one that we'll be doing is the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yep. Add them on. Seen, <laughs> seen, the, uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes doing the wave to the hospital that has hit a lot of the uh, sports shows and things where the entire crowd at the end of the first quarter turns and waves to that hospital. And uh, as it is, uh, Angela and I are on our way there on Wednesday to to visit the hospital. Oh, that's there, awesome. But, uh, it's really got a whole lot. It's really done done well, and the, the crowd loves it. So that's fun. Uh, we had Ohio State this past weekend, and it was it was quite a spectacular spectacular uh, view. Special Olympics is another big one for us. Hope for the Warriors is is a group that uh, really does things to help uh, uh, the the spouses and families of the fallen and and the injured. So uh, that's another one. St. Jude's has been one. So those are the ones that we most recently have been participating with yeah and that's great too you have a nice combination there of the local and the national programs absolutely yeah. mike would you say that there's something you can point to as a business benefit from participating in all of these programs i mean clearly it's the right thing to do um this is you know the authenticity piece is definitely there it's been there since your founding but are there are there business benefits you can point to to say hey you know this is good for our business too and that helps us continue to do these programs i think certainly and, and we do surveys and things uh you know, on a yearly basis to talk to the customers and say what they think. And, and one of the things that they do talk about is that they feel that Casey's cares about their communities and that and they're being part of the of kind of the hometown feel. And that part of that comes from what we're able to do locally with donations, but also in the bigger picture, what we're able to do with, with some of these large, uh, uh, larger groups that, that we know that all of the money going to these different ones is going to, someday it's going to help a whole lot of people. And it doesn't matter where you're living at, that it's, that when that cure comes, uh, that opportunity is going to be there for a lot of people to be doing a whole lot better. What's up for 2018, Mike? What do you got planned for uh, your fundraising? You you going to continue with your current partners? Do you have anything new planned? Yeah, we uh, we, we certainly, uh, the ones that are, we're ready to go in February and, and June will be the Children's Miracle Network and Special Olympics. And then uh, just trying to, Angela's got her, her hands full getting the first two done and then we'll be working on the others. But uh, It'll be some somewhere within that group that we talked about. However, uh, at the same time, on July first of next year, will be our fiftieth birthday party. Oh my so goodness! We have a, we'll be having a summer long fiftieth uh, anniversary promotion. That uh, she's certainly going to have a lot of work to do on that too. <laughs> sounds Poor like, Angela, sounds you like might not want to listen to this like. podcast, Angela. <laughs> hey, sounds like this Angela woman. She's pretty important. <laughs> Has she been with the company as long as you have? Not as long, but I think she's been here. Uh, upwards of 25 years wow um, so she's been uh, uh she's been she's a, certainly one of our long-term employees 25 yeah. or 30 years That's already fantastic. So. it was funny you go to mike's linkedin profile and you scroll down to his uh, company and he's only got one there megan how often do you see that mm, not very yeah, not very often yeah. That's yeah, awesome. i was lucky a lucky 22 year old to latch onto this company that this guy said well we're planning on having a whole lot of stores someday and here we are <laughs> here you are, are. Well, right. 2000 stores right. later yeah Yep. Congratulations, Mike. And we really appreciate you coming on the show to talk a little bit more about your campaign with MDA. Can you tell us where people can find out more about you or Casey's online if they'd like to do that? Yeah, certainly just go to www.caseys.com, C-A-S-E-Y-S, and they can find out under the community pages. You can, you can, We're a public health company. They can find out how we're doing on 
in uh, that realm of the world and all you can see all the pizza and donuts and all the other things that are on there so excellent and we will include that in today's show notes joe where can people find you online if they'd like to do that uh people can find me of course at my blog selfishgiving.com make sure to sign up for email my email newsletter you can talk to me minute to minute on twitter at joe waters and don't forget all those pins on pinterest pinterest.com front slash joe waters and i have a whole board megan as you know dedicated to charity pinups so people can check that out and i'm definitely going to be adding Casey's to the list. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for Engage for Good at engageforgood.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our Charity Checkout Champions Report, which is, of course, talking about point-of-sale fundraising and all of the largest campaigns out there. And Casey's is on the list actually several times for raising over a million dollars in 2016, so be, be sure to check that out. And you can find show notes for today's episode also at engageforgood.com as well as selfishgiving.com. And while you're online, please remember to subscribe to Cause Talk Radio in iTunes so that you do not miss an episode. And on behalf of Mike and Joe and myself, I'd like to thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Cause Talk Radio. And we'll talk to you next time. 